All right, we are now joined as we have been joined all football season by St. Augustine football head coach, Joe Kramer. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing good, Christian. How are you? Doing quite well. So this past week, uh, inactive, you guys had the bye week. Uh, does that change anything? Is that just longer preparation for one thing? What's the last two weeks been? Well, taking a loss to Helix, sitting on it for two weeks is something I love because the players are – uh, working a little bit harder. Coaches are working a little bit harder to make sure that we write this thing and get back in the win column. But um, it's been, it was nice to get healthy. We only practiced two days last week and we had a nice long film day on uh, one of the off days and uh, had some good lifting sessions. So guys are getting their bodies ready to go play a very physical Morris team on Friday uh, who runs the ball about 90% of the time. So uh, we're, we're healthy and uh, we're excited. So part of why you're on here is to be a little bit of a coaching open book, a coaching clinic, a master's class, whatever you want to call it. How has your interaction with the bye week changed over the course of your coaching career? Because I, I, I'm sure that some of the you know young coaches listening to this, they, they don't know how to handle this situation. You know, they've trained so much for game time, they don't know how to handle not having a game. So what's some insight you can give to how that's kind of changed over the years or evolved? Well, I think when you have a bye week, when you have a break in the middle of the season, you need to make it a break for the players. So you need to take it easy on their bodies because it is a very long season, uh, especially when you're going deep into the playoffs like we hopefully will. So we want to make sure, first and foremost, that we get healthy during that week. So we don't want to go out there and bang them hard, you know, at practice. So we only went two days um, on the field and we did some fun stuff. You know, we worked on some, you know, different plays or new install, uh, had music going at practice just to kind of get these guys uh, motivated because they don't have a game in three days, you know. So it was. I, I would say my advice is just make sure you guys you, you get as healthy as possible. Uh, it's also a time to catch up academically for all the guys, you know, make sure that they have a little extra time to do homework, uh, things like that, so they can go home and make sure their GPA is, uh, you know, high. So um, I think getting healthy, focusing on academics and having some fun is the key for the bye week. What is the interaction with uh, yourself or your coaching staff or your athletic department look like between you and the kid to make sure he's on track with the grades? Um, well, I have an academic advisor on campus who uh, helps me out. So we actually just did a Monday morning. Our, our grades are come out in two weeks. So uh, it, it was, it was time to check them all. So we go through each kid on, on our roster and we just go through and log into his classes on canvas, which is an online platform where they can check their grades. Um, so we go in there, we check them all, all the areas that we're concerned about. I just, I just write it down on my spreadsheet, and then I meet with each individual player, ask them what their plan is to move forward, and uh, hopefully their plan is to go talk to their teacher and make sure that they do all their homework assignments. Um, and one of our things is do, do, all your, do all the work so that the teacher knows you care about the class. And I think if, uh, if, if we don't do that as coaches and as um, you know, teachers and administrators here at Saints, then we're really doing our kids a disservice. So we stay on top of them academically because this is a very, very – uh, rigorous academic environment here at Saints. Um, it's college prep, so we're getting them ready not just to get into college, but to succeed there. So uh, we're constantly on top of their of, of their academics and uh, make them understand that football is a short time in your life, and uh, nobody could ever take a you know college degree away from you. You're always going to have that. So um, that's that's the things we stress, uh, you know, beyond football here at Saints. You had mentioned earlier in the conversation sitting on that loss to Helix for a couple of weeks. And I don't mean to bring that up in a, oh, thinking about it in a negative sense, but I find that to be a really interesting quote. You know, you guys face your biggest challenge yet of the season, and you're excited to bounce back, excited to move on. 
I'm getting the sense that you're as close to happy as you could be with a loss in, in terms of the effort that you saw out of your team. Well, I'll never be truly happy with a loss because you, we, we failed as coaches and as players to win the game. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely a motivator because um, I was afraid of this because of our, our previous opponents. They just weren't as good as Felix. So we didn't really face any adversity and I'm actually excited and trying to spin into a positive way to our team is that, um, we're not as good as we think we are, you know, and certainly as good as uh, Helix is right now. So um, it's motivating, you know, watching film a little harder, every, you know, dissecting every little detail of a six-inch step. Is my next step six inches? Is my landmark correct? Uh, am I leverage stemming as a DB? Whatever it is, you know, we're getting back to the basics of uh, coaching all the details. Not that we weren't before, but uh, it just kind of wakes you up when you uh, t- take a loss like that. I think in the long run it'll be good for us. Um, pretty confident we'll see him again sometime down the road so um we'll hopefully be ready for that i know the guys are working hard and um, i'm excited to get out to practice today and have another good one you got three top 10 opponents in the next five weeks how do you find a way to every week you know not have these kids either overhyped or overblown out or overly tired like how do you maintain the mental edge all season long I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that one out, Christian. <laughs> you know, um, no, it's definitely a motivator for our guys because they want to play in big games. And, um, you know, that's why they're here at Saints. That's why I'm here at Saints because we get to be part of something special. And um, playing teams like, you know, Cathedral Catholic and Madison and, and, and teams like that and Helix and, and, and all those teams um, is, is a motivator to us. And, you know, because we want to win big games, we want to be playing in them. And, um, you know, we just we'll try to work hard every day. And, just take it one day at a time. And I think if we do that, we'll have a chance to, uh, you know, capture our goals and um, just keep taking it day by day and working hard. I think that's sort of our formula here at Saints. So as I mentioned, back half of the season, we, we talked a little bit about your general consumption habits of football. You like to go watch PPR. You like to on the bus home when and whatnot, kind of to see what's going on scoreboard wise. But what kind of math attention are you giving to matchups potentially right now? Because I'm looking at the top tens by all the different metrics and nobody's going to survive this season. It looks like without at least one, maybe two, maybe even a three loss team gets into, oh, are you looking at any like, oh, we're, we're following this plot line or that plot line yet? Or is it, is any of that getting into the clubhouse into, into your mindset yet? Or are you not watching scoreboards at all? No, we watch it every single day, and we have one of our coaches is assigned. He's our video coordinator, Zeke Alawa. Um, he's assigned to build this thing we call the Matrix. So it's basically every possible D1 opponent, all of their opponents, what the power rankings are, and it's updated every week um, and because we send out filmers to, to go film the games. So we're definitely targeting certain programs, uh, you know, guys we're sending scouts to. Um, but we're constantly thinking about it because we don't want the playoffs to happen, and all of a sudden we're scrambling for film we don't have the information that we need to be successful. So uh, we're, especially at this time, right after the bye, and even in the previous two weeks, we've been, we've been game planning for who we might face, um, sending filmers, making sure we have the information available to us, but uh, just always trying to stay ahead of the game and be, and be prepared for anybody. So um, absolutely. We're looking at it all the time. Well, tell me a little bit more, more about that. Having your own people going out and film, because we live, more or less in a day and age where everybody has some sort of film on huddle that they can trade via email really easily. But do you have these people going out specifically looking at matchups, filming this angle of a game or that type of a, of a breakdown? Because it kind of just put us in the, that master level mindset of the coach here. Well, coaches in particular, me and my, and my staff are very uh, picky about film. 
you know, one of the things we can't stand is when you're watching film and the ball snaps and then the filmer zooms in on the quarterback because you can't see the pass route combination from the offense. Uh, same thing with the defense. You can't see what, what, what the guys are doing in coverage a lot of the times. The best one is when the punter punts the ball and then the camera goes up into the air to, to, to film the ball as it's flying through the air rather than the coverage team and, 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 what, and what the returner is doing. So a lot of the times you just get low-quality film, so that's why we do it, and we train our guys on how to do it, uh, try to get everybody in the shot, and there's just certain areas where you have to see everybody. You can't just zoom in on the, on the player like PPR. You know, we, we need to see what the other, what the other uh, you know, 21 guys are doing on the field. So um, that's the main reason we do it, just to have quality films so we can see everybody. Well, no, I, I can absolutely appreciate that. It, it obviously shows the separation between the two of us when I'm not thinking about, oh, yeah, on a Friday, I need to have other people going out can getting this angle and that kind of educational preparation. And I think that's why we have people like you on here to give us access and other coaches that are right. out listening right now. It's, I mean, to me, that just seems like you're just you're just got your own little army everywhere taking over San Diego. It's awesome. Um, so, you know, just in terms of the actual X's and O's of how you get prepared for football. Uh, we, we've seen the last couple of years, contact, contact, contact to the head has become such an issue. But you mentioned the you know, resting bodies, being physical, to finding that balance. Do you find that toward the end of the season, practices just naturally get a little bit lighter, a, a little bit less contact? Or, or, or how are you, you know, is it Monday, no contact, Tuesday, full pad? Like, how do you balance that all season long? Well, it's not, it's not natural. Everything is calculated here. Um, for instance, last, last season after the bye week, we really, really backed off on the guys, just how hard we're going to practice, how, how much we're banging them. Um, and we plan on doing the same thing this year because it does us no good for guys to get hurt at practice. Um, you know, standing on the sideline during the games, that guy's not helping us win. So um, my job as the head coach here is to protect our team uh, from themselves at times because they're always asking me, Coach, can we go live? Can we go live? Can we go live? And I, my answer every time is no, <laughs> because I don't want I don't want you guys getting hurt at practice. Now we're going hard, you know. We're we have different tempos: stud tempo, tag off tempo, full full contact stuff like that. So right now we're mostly in the thud mode. Um, we're going to start moving into um, more tag off stuff where you just get in position, come to bounce, and then you just you just put you just double hand tag the ball uh, carrier and then let them go. Um, but it's all very calculated. You know, I want to make sure we don't we don't hurt our guys at practice. Um, even during camp, you know, most at most we're going five, ten minutes a day of full go where we're taking Buckhurst to the ground. So um, it's definitely different than it was even when I was coming up in the early 2000s as a high school player and college player. Uh, there was a lot more contact at practice. So now it's a little different. Um, I think we can achieve the same thing uh, just by thudding guys up rather than taking them to the ground just because I don't want to get guys hurt there. And I, I think that's important. Oh, I can't. I I still can't get over the differences between when, like you mentioned, like I, you and I were in high school playing to now, and I go to some of these practices and nobody going to the ground for two straight days or something like it, it's, it is though ultimately good. Like you mentioned to have everybody healthy on the sideline. Um, coach, you can follow him at SA saints FB on Twitter saints. Do you guys have a, an Insta, a specific Instagram? No, I don't have an Instagram. I need to get an Instagram game. Probably I have a personal one, Joe Kramer nine five. You, you can follow. That's not as interesting. Yeah, as, uh, you, you, go, no, go ahead and follow him. It'll be it'll be an, <laughs> a behind the scenes look at at, at the man yeah. who, who puts all of it together for Saints, <laughs> Coach. 
you're four and one. We wish you the best of luck the rest of this season. I think we just kind of went apart on uh, something a little bit of fun. Um, so I we we got the the Major League Baseball playoffs are are coming around right now, uh, and I just want to get your favorite team uh, to win the World Series. Um, even if you know nothing about baseball, I will I will read off just who is in the playoffs. We just want to get you predicting who you think is going to win the World Series. All right, I'm ready. All right, so uh, on the National League side, we have the Brewers and the Nationals, the Cardinals, the Braves, and the Dodgers. On the American League side, we have the Twins, Yankees, Astros, Rays, and Athletics. Hmm. I guess I'm just going to go with the Dodgers because Southern California baseball team, um, the Padres haven't given us much to uh, feel good about finishing in last place. So uh, I think I'll just go with the L.A. Dodgers. I got a couple of friends on campus who are fans, so I'm going to support them, and uh, hopefully they get it done. Deal. We can also tie that in with uh, Dave Roberts, the manager there, was an out-of-this-world good quarterback at Rancho Buena Vista. Uh, so that All right, is, there you go. Yeah, that's you, 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 you tie it back in with the high school playoffs. Uh, at SA Saints FB, Joe Kramer 95. Joe, coach, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we will hopefully talk to you next week. Thank you.